Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. Amen? Well, I want you to open your Bibles in the book of Exodus. I want to shift that, that clock. I'm telling you. All right. And we're going to be talking this morning about what is your excuse. And we are good giving excuses for everything. Am I the only one? Especially when Ruth comes around. You're not done yet? Oh, you don't know what I have been doing, Ruth. I've been so busy doing this, doing this, doing that. And she goes, oh yeah, right. We are good giving excuses. One more time. Am I the only one? Everybody's good giving excuses for everything. Well, many people couldn't make it to church because they said, it is going to snow. And it's going to snow so bad, brother. I talked to somebody that I invited to come to church today. And he said, well, you know, I'm going to watch it through, you know, uh, live stream. And I said, well, you know, do your best and come to church. Oh, brother, you don't know. When it's snow here in Pennsylvania, it's snow. And I said, you tell me about it. I am not from here. So, I'm going to talk to you guys this morning, brothers and sisters, about what is your excuse. Exodus Chapter 3, and before this, I'm going to tell you that the Lord called, the Bible says that the Lord called Moses to do what? To deliver, to deliver the, uh, the Israelites from Egypt. That's the place where we were before. Now we're here, because we are delivered. So, wasn't, was it a, uh, an easy task to do? It was not. Think about all those guys, many ways to think, many ways to do thing, things, and you are supposed to be the leader for them. Now, Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, and it goes like this. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? What was the first, uh, first excuse? Who am I? I think it was Moses who um, created this song. Who am I? I think it was him. Now, let's go to uh, Exodus 4.1. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me? Or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. What if they don't believe me? Now, is it going to be you who's going to produce a change in everybody? Or is the Lord using you as an instrument to bring changes to everybody? Sometimes we, we want to play God. 
Sometimes we go places and we think that by the words we say, by our preaching, well, and that is right, you need to preach. But the one who produces changes in our life is the Holy Spirit. Nobody else. Without Him, you can do nothing. That's why we need God's presence in our life. Now, Exodus 4.10. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been, what? Eloquent. I'm going to stop in there. Do you need to be eloquent to preach the gospel? Pastor, were you eloquent when the Lord called you? Because he shared his uh, testimony. And I just couldn't believe it. When I first came here and I met Pastor Bill, he was preaching. I was going like this. That was back in like a, uh, 15 or 17 years ago. I could barely speak English. And I was sitting in the, back, in the last pew and I was going, what did he say? Out of 100%, 99.91, I couldn't understand. But I knew that the Spirit of the Lord was in this man. Because I could feel it. And you go, and Moses went, you know, I am not an eloquent, eloquent man. God doesn't need that. God just needs your heart. That's the only thing he needs. Now he said, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past, nor since you have spoken to your servant, I am slow to speech and tongue. When you see uh, Moses talking about all the things that he was not, he thought that he needed to be, you know, an eloquent, eloquent man. He thought he needed to be too smart for God to use it, to use him. You don't have to be that smart. Smart. God wants your heart so he can work through you to bring changes to people. Let me tell you something. You are not perfect. You are just forgiven. That's what you are. That's what I am. I am not perfect, even though I look like. I am not. Nobody's perfect. There's only one person who's perfect in this world, in the whole universe. That is your God, and that is my God. That's the one we need to talk about. That's the one we need to tell people. Don't look for perfection, because you will never see a, perf uh, a perfection in my life. But if you see God through the word that he's done in my life, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. The Lord has been making changes in your life or not. He is still working in your life. He is still working in my life. Sometimes I get, I get mad to myself and I go, Lord, I don't like these things that I'm doing. Why did I think something that I wasn't supposed to think? Why did I say something that I wasn't supposed to say? And this is a, this is a battle. You're struggling with your flesh, your mind, with the enemy, with everybody around, with your mother-in-law and everybody. We have to fight the good battle.
Everybody has to do it. And that is something personal. When the Lord called you to do this job, when the Lord called Pastor Bill, he knew that he could trust in him. But I don't think because of what I've heard from him, when he said that he had a hard time to speak and even more in front of people. I'm going to tell you something. When he said that, I saw myself in him. I remember the first time my pastor asked me to go ahead and preach. I'm telling you, I couldn't sleep that night. I almost pee my pants. <laughs> Thank you for that, amen. You know what? I'm not here to talk things that I don't live. I'm here to tell you guys the truth. And I went to bed and I said, Laura, how am I going to make it? How am I going to do this? I am not eloquent. I don't have the right words. I don't, if I, I don't think I have the skills to do it. I don't think I'm prepared for this. And I said, Pastor, are you sure you want me to go ahead and preach? He just turned around and I said, what was the part that you didn't get? It's you. So he turned around, he was gone. And he said, you have three days to, to have your sermon ready. Think about this. It was my first time preaching. I went to bed that night. I couldn't sleep. And I said, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this. But if he trusts me and if he trusts me, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And when I stood up on that altar, I was going like this. And I just didn't know what to say. Everybody was looking at me like I have all the answers. And the only thing that I said was this. I don't have the answers for your life, but God has the answers for your life. And then while I was preaching, I said, Lord, if you don't help me finish in this message, and I still have 40 more minutes, and I have spent here like a 17 seconds, I'm going to run away immediately. That's how scared I was. Now think about this. Moses became the deliverer, the leader for their people. And he thought, he thought that he wasn't prepared for this task. But the Lord, I love this, but the Lord, you know, he didn't give up on him. He said, I know that you can do it. All you need is my power. That's all you need. Now, let's, see, let's read what uh, Exodus 4.13 says. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord, please. What? Send Pastor Bill, send Chuck, send Tammy. Don't send me. They are more prepared. Don't you see the way she sings? Lord, don't you see the way how Pastor Bill preach? He's an anointed man. Don't you see the way how Chuck, you know, he serves everybody here? I don't think I can do his job. When every time I see Chuck moving around and doing his stuff, I said, Lord, you have to have somebody in this church who's going to keep on doing the job that this man is doing. I'm telling you, Chuck, you are unbelievable. The things that this man can do, I don't think I can do it. 
But he doesn't know that when he's moving around, my eyes are on him. You know why? Because I want to learn. I'm still learning. The guys who are following Tammy when she's singing, they have to learn. And they have to know that Tammy, maybe the Lord is going to call her to go to Africa. She says, no, the Lord is going to call me to go to Hawaii. I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. I'm not going to let you go. Just like that. But the Lord wasn't going to give up. Now, let's be honest now. Those were Moses' excuses. What are yours? You said, oh my gosh. But Moses had a supernatural experience with the Lord with the burning bush. Now, if I'm on my way to work in the morning, you know, every time, every time we're driving around, you know, go to work, you know, in the morning, we start, you know, our morning praying and singing to the Lord, me and my, my song and I, I mean, and, uh, but if I'm driving by myself and I see a burning bush on the way, I will stop and I will go there and I will go, here's your servant, Lord. What do you want to tell me? And then you can go, oh, but Moses had that uh, supernatural experience when he saw the burning bush that didn't burn up. You know what I'm saying? It didn't burn up and he couldn't understand with his thinking, the way he was thinking that he was living, he was having a supernatural experience. Think about this. The Lord talking to Moses. Now, what is the difference between you and Moses? Thank you. Nothing. So, the Lord only can speak to anointed men like Pastor Bill and Mr. Hansel Latino. No! The Lord can speak to you. And it doesn't matter where you are. I have told you guys that uh, I don't have to be at church to praise the Lord and to worship. And I told you about that experience in, in uh, Las Vegas when we uh, missed the flight and I didn't know what to do. You know what I did? You remember that? I went to the bathroom, the bathroom and I sit on the toilet and I started, you know, praising the Lord. And believing that he was going to make a way. And you know what? It took hours. But I finally got it. God answered my prayer. And there's too many people, Christians. I don't want to insult anybody. But I'm telling you, if you're waiting until it's Sunday to come to church. And start praising the Lord. Let me tell you something. There is something wrong with you. I don't think you, you heard me very good. I'm going to step down here. So you can hear me better. There is something wrong with you if you're waiting until you come to church every single Sunday to praise the Lord when you can do it in your house. Amen. And then you can tell me, oh brother, you don't know me. I'm so glad I don't. I don't have to know you. You know why? Because I know me. I know myself. This morning when I was praising and worshiping the Lord 
and reading, you know, my notes. I was telling my brother, I have a problem in here. And he said, what's your problem? My notes are in Spanish. I need a translator. <laughs> he gave me a look and he said, well, I can say la cucaracha, la cucaracha. <laughs> I was in the kitchen this morning and I was singing this song and remembering so many things that the Lord has done for me since I got here to Pennsylvania. I don't know why Pennsylvania and Orlando with Mickey Mouse, but this is where the Lord brought me. And when I was singing this song, and I was reading the Bible, I just, I just couldn't stop praising and worshiping the name of the Lord. And I said, Lord, this is what we need every single day. And a divine encounter with you. We need your touch. We need your touch. And while I was praising and singing the name of the Lord, I started crying because the Latinos would cry a lot. I know Americans don't. I know that I'm a sissy. I don't care. You know what I did this morning? I fell off. On, I fell on my knees. And I started praising the Lord, lifting up my hands and saying, Lord, thank you so much for everything you have given me. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my job. Thank you for, my, for everything, Lord. And then suddenly came to my mind. It was the devil, of course. I heard something like, a, don't be ridiculous. Stand up. You're in your house. You are not at church. And I said, now more than ever, I'm going to praise the name of the Lord. I don't have to be at church to praise the name of the Lord. You can do it everywhere. Now, every time you go to the restroom, I want you to remember this. If it worked for brother and I... It's going to work for me. Think about that. I mean, get a new revelation this morning. If this happened to Moses, this can happen to you. This can happen to anybody. You know why? Because we believe. And as long as you don't stop believing, I'm telling you, the Lord is looking for people who believe. And I'm going to prove you this with this word. The Bible says, Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see God's glory? You know what? That's my favorite scripture in the Bible. When we first came here like uh, five years ago, I had my good job. I was doing what I Love to do, you know, traveling around, having a good time with my family, buying like crazy, buying stuff like crazy. I'm a shopper and I admit it. And uh, ah, the Lord one morning, he came to me and I was praying and the Lord said, now is the time for you to go out. And I said, Lord, out where? I knew he was talking about the states, and I knew he was talking about Pennsylvania, and I was avoiding it. I'm honest. I'm being honest. So that day I said, Lord, give me a confirmation about this. If you want me to go to Pennsylvania, wherever you want me to go, Lord, I'll go. Now think about this. You have a good job. You're making good money, you're traveling like crazy, buying stuff like crazy, having such a good time, you're with your family, you're eating arepas like crazy. If you don't know what arepas are, that's our typical food. I wish I could cook for you, you are too many. 
And uh, I don't think I will be able to do it. <laughs> and then the Lord sent somebody. There was a preacher in, in, in the town. And uh, he came to my mother's house. And I was there that day. And he said, I have a word for you. And I don't want you to go before you get this word. And I said, well, you know what? I have to go to church. But when I get back, I hope you're still here so we can talk. And he said, I'll be here. And it took me like three hours. Praise the Lord, it wasn't in this country. Because time here, time is money. Time is money. That's why when we stop like a four, five, four seconds and a quarter, and Ruth comes around, she goes, time is money, you have to work, come on. I don't pay you to talk. I'm just kidding. I, I praise the Lord for, for, for my good friends, Mark and Ruth. They are a big blessing to me. So when I go back to the house, the pastor told me, I was waiting for you, not me. The Lord was waiting for you to release this word. Sit down. And he said, get ready. The Lord is going to take you out of, Venezuela, out of Venezuela. And the Lord is going to do this, 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 and that. Blah, 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 blah. I believed it. And then I went to bed. Very next day, I said, Lord, if it was you, speak to me one more time. <laughs> Guys. This guy came from Colombia to release a word in my life. Very next day, there is another. I'm telling you, the, when the Lord wants to do something, He's going to do it. It doesn't matter. I don't know if it works for you or only for Latinos. I don't think so. Even though sometimes I think that God is Latino or something like that. <laughs> Very next day, we have a meeting in another church and there's another pastor. And guess what? This guy is not from Colombia, not even from Venezuela. This guy came from Argentina. Argentina, no Argentina. And he comes to my house and he, he goes, I have a word for you. And I said, no, no, this is not happening to me again. And this guy said, you are voiding this word, this word. The, Lord, the word that the Lord gave you. But I'm telling you, I came here to confirm that I, it's me who's taking you out of Venezuela. Don't worry about anything because I will supply for every need. Not only for you, but for your wife and your kids. I'm telling you, I didn't hesitate. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready to go. And I called the travel agency. And I found, I found such an awesome deal. And even more, when I had to stop in Aruba for like a couple of days before coming up here. And when you think about Aruba, you can think about palm trees and the beach and everything. I came here with my son. And uh, until today, the Lord has been so good, not only to me, but my family. And you know what? You are part of my family. I don't have my mother, my father, my brothers, my sisters. I want to have them around. Last year, my mother, she almost died because of the COVID. My brother called me and he said, Ernest, we need to pray. When Pastor B was saying, we believe God, I was thinking about that because this morning I was making kind of an inventory. I said, Lord, bring everything that I you know, that I remember to praise your name and worship you because of what you've done in my life and everybody's life. 
And uh, my brother called me one day and he said, I don't think mom is going to make it. And I told him, you know what? It takes just two, two people to get in agreement. Just two people to get in agreement. I don't care what the devil said. While that was happening, Brother Chuck was living the same situation. And I don't know if it was Pastor Bill and somebody else. And then I said, only now is the time for you and me to get in agreement and pray for mom and pray for Pastor Bill and pray for Chuck and everybody who's been affected with this evil thing. And I declare that we are healed. And he said, well, you tell me how to do it. And I said, you know, this is what the Bible says. Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see God's glory? I want to see God's glory. I am not in Venezuela, but you are there. I'm going to pray for you. You go ahead and lay hands on her and declare this word on her body. My mom was so sick. And my brother called me. I'm taking her to the hospital because I don't think that she's going to make it. And I said, she will. Because we got in agreement. And that's what the Bible says. If, you, if, two, if two of you get in agreement, I'm going to answer. And I was waiting for that answer. While I was praying for my mom, I was praying for, for, for Chuck, I was praying for Pastor Bill, and everybody. And I was praying for myself as well. Because, I, I, you know, I was going like crazy, taking trips, going to work, and, you know, doing so many things. You know, you know. You can get it anywhere. I said, I'm not going to wrap myself in a bag. And I'm going to walk like this around, you know. I'm going to make two holes to, to breathe. Absolutely not. If I get it, I get it. If I have to go home, if I have to go to heaven, you know what? That's much better for me. But I still have three stinking boys in the house and one wife to take care of. So this is what happened. He went to the hospital. My mother's leg, it was so black. And she's a white woman. She's not as white as you guys, but she's white. So her leg was so black. And he said, Renee, you don't know what I'm saying. I said, I just don't care. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And he said, the moment I put my hands on her leg and I prayed, I opened up my eyes, and I saw that that leg wasn't black anymore, but it was white as, as snow. And I said, praise the Lord, that's the power of my God. And it works for your heal, it works for your finances, it works for everything. One time, Ruth told me, Ernest, we need to pray for more um, uh, jobs. Business, more business, and I said, Not a doubt, she's American. <laughs> you know what? That morning, when we were on the way to work, I told my son, Hey, and I, we need to pray for this, this, and this, and that. And Ruth wants us, you know, to pray for more business and blah, 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 blah. Buddy, I'm telling you, we were, we were praying and we, we were not going like a Super crazy. Lord, bring more business to our business so we need more, so we can make more money. And we can have, you know, we can have more work and this, this, and that. We just said, Lord, 
My son and I, we get an agreement and we believe it. When we got to the, to the shop, that printer got so crazy. It was going boom, 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 boom. And I said, son, next time we have to slow down a little bit. <laughs> you know what? That is the power of prayer. Now you have a new president. I didn't want to talk about this, but I feel free to do it. Because I am in a free country and I praise the Lord for this country. This is a free country and I'm going to say it. I was praying. Me and my family were praying for, for, um, for the elections. And this, is, this wasn't the result that we were expecting. But the Lord can do whatever he wants. It wasn't him who decided to be the president of this country. It was God who put him in office. And the Lord is going to do what he's going to do. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't know what party you are. But if you are a Republican, if you are a Democrat, I don't care about that. The only thing that I care is that you are a Christian. And everywhere you go, you have to establish God's kingdom. The devil is going crazy and he's after this country. Why? This country has blessed so many countries in the whole world. You know the reason why I'm here? I have never told this to anybody. I think this is the first time that I'm going to say it. Two old guys, my grandparents, they were living in the field, out of the city, in the middle of nowhere. They didn't have water, running water. They didn't have electricity. They had like a tiny lamp, you know, where you put ga uh, gasoline and things like that. And one day they were, they were praying. Somebody comes and knocks at the door, at the door, and she opened the door, and there were two white guys with blue eyes, and they were not from Pennsylvania. But they were from, from the States. She invited them to come in. They sat down. My grandparent, my grandparent told my uh, grandmother, go ahead, kill a chicken, make a soup. Let's feed this, let's feed them. So she did. You know what? These two guys were missionaries. They came to that poor town in the middle of nowhere. My grandparents became Christians. Their whole family became Christian, Christians. I became a Christian. My kids became Christians. We have been so blessed because of two men who decided to go to Venezuela, to that town, to talk to this couple about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can you believe that? Now, here I am. What you saw is what you rip. Is that right? So now here I am. More than 20 years ago, somebody, I'm having my lunch, and somebody knocks at the door. My father comes to me, and he tells me, Song, 
there is an Ameri there is there are three American guys, uh, uh, you know, in the front of the house. And I said, what are you talking about, Dad? There are three guys out in the, uh, uh, you know, right in front of the house, and they are looking for you. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. So when I go, yeah, and one of them is huge. He's very tall. He has blue eyes. You know, he's blonde. And I said, okay, I'm going to come out. When I got out of my, my house, I saw these three guys. One of them was crazy well bridges. <laughs> Why is everybody laughing? I thought that I was crazy until I met him. I'm telling you the truth. So he comes and he sits. And I said, you know, what can I do for you? And he said, well, you know what? I'm not from here. I'm from Pennsylvania. I met your cousin. He sent me down here. I wanted to kill my, my cousin. Because he never called me to tell me. I would never do such a thing. But the Lord have many mysterious ways to work. And when he told me everything, I said, okay, let me talk to my dad. And uh, uh, I think uh, that I can help because he, he was looking for somebody to translate for him. He couldn't speak Spanish at all. Only la cucaracha. That's the only word that he could say. After 20 years... Here I am, back again, and my son is going to marry his beautiful daughter. You see the way how God works? Will was looking for a translator to help him, and the Lord was leading him to Punto Fijo, small town in Venezuela, close to Aruba Island. And he didn't know that when he knocked at the door of that house, he was doing the same thing that, I think it was Abraham when he sent you know, his servant to look for a wife for his son. And when he knocked at that door, he didn't know that he was ready to meet you know, his um, uh, son-in-law. When we say, all my life, you have been faithful. The Lord doesn't lie. He has been faithful to you and to me. He has been faithful. And you can tell me stories about yourself, about your life, about the big mess you are living right now. And I can tell you the same exact thing about my life. But we are not here to have a, how do you call it, pity party? I didn't come to church to have a pity party. You know what? The devil is messing with me, I'm messing with him as well. If he kick me, I'm going to kick him. If, he's making my, if he wants to make my life miserable, I'm going to do my best to make his life miserable. And you know what's the best way to do it? Just tell him. You know, what's my future? Reigning in glory with my God. You know, what's your future? Burning in hell for eternity. He knows that he lost my soul. He knows that he lost your soul as well. He knows that. Okay, let me close with this now. How did God call Moses? How did God call Joseph? The Lord called so many guys, Elisha, Elijah, David, so many guys in the, in, the, in the Bible. So many people were called. 
Were they perfect? At all. Now I'm looking at a bunch of guys in here this morning. Are you guys perfect? But you know what? We keep on confessing God's word. We still believe that the one who said that I'm going to make it, is going to make it no matter what. What is your situation? Is the devil messing with you, your family, your finances, with everything? When I told you about this country, there's so many people who are worried about what's, what's going to take place in this country, what's going to happen. How is the, the economy going to move now that we have a new administration? You know what? Let me tell you something. Relax and enjoy your trip. Keep on blessing this country. Keep on blessing your president. You think that it's easy for me as a Venezuelan when I was uh, down there to pray for Chavez? The people were starving. I mean, Venezuela was the richest country in South America. And one crazy guy has a big idea about socialism. And he lied to everybody. And I told my family, everybody, don't vote for this guy. Don't do it. They regret now. It's too late. It's not too late for America. Because God still loves this country. God loves America so much. Especially Pennsylvania, because we're here. Amen. Do you agree with me? Especially Christian Assembly, because Christian Assembly is right here. Christian Assembly is in the right spot. What is your excuse for not serving? You think that for the parking lot ministry, it's easy to do the job outside? When it's cold, freaking cold, and we're not used to this weather. People from here, you guys are not used to this weather, are you? <laughs> I don't think you are. And we have to deny ourselves to get this sign. I said, I'm going to write one sign in Spanish, because you never know if somebody who speaks Spanish is going to cross the church. And I'm going to, poof, I'm going to get him. Right away. We have to fill these empty spots in this church. You know what? Not to have more people, but to have more souls that are going to heaven. Sometimes we go by our side. I don't think that Pastor Bill, when he, stand up, when he stands up in here, and he look around and he goes, oh, those, those pews are empty, blah, 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 blah. I don't think he, he walks by, by, by sight. Do you, Pastor? In the spirit, I believe that he sees those pews full of people. People that are going to heaven. Well, the Lord called Moses, Joseph, Elisha, Eliha. He was looking for 12 disciples. And you know how they called them? Get ready for this. Servants. And you come to church and somebody calls you, Hey, servant, we're here to serve. How dare you calling me servant? You don't know me. I have... You know, I have my title. I went to college. I went to the university. I paid more than one, I mean, 
thousands of dollars. I don't think I qualify for this job at church. I am good coming here, sitting down, come and go. The reason why you're here is to serve and not to be served. The more you serve, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you a secret. The more you serve, the more the Lord is going to bless you. One time in Venezuela, a church invited me to preach. I went to the church. They, it was raining cats and dogs. It was raining cats and dogs like crazy. You know what happened inside the church? We had water everywhere. Up here. But the people were singing and praising the Lord. And I saw a tiny woman. She was, she was an old woman. And she was praising the Lord. You know what I did? I just took off my, my tie, my suit, my shoes. And I started, you know, cleaning that place. I don't care if somebody comes around and tells me, you are the preacher, how, you know, how can you be doing this? Somebody came and told me that, and I said, you know what I told him? I said, we are servants. And I came here this morning to serve. Don't you ever forget that. We are servants of the living God. And he wants to bless you. And he wants to prosper you. And he wants to give you the best of the best. One more time. The reason why we are here is because we believe. Jesus, he was the best example for us. When he was washing, you know, his uh, disciples' uh, feet, think about that. Those disgusting feet. And it was Jesus who was doing that. Think about it. We have so many, oh, I wish I could say the word, but I cannot. We have so much, too much trash in this head that we have to take it out. Don't forget, we are here to serve. That's the reason why we're here, to serve and tell the Lord how good you are. Matthew 25, 23. I want you to read this with me. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in, the f- in a few things. It says in great things. No, it says you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's Happiness. Think about this. Picture this with me. I'm so excited about this. When I get to heaven, I'm going to be there right in front of my God. And you're going to be there. Think about this, please. If you didn't didn't pay attention to what I was saying, you know, before, think about this. The Lord is going to tell you, good servant. He's not going to tell you, oh, you master architect. Oh, you master pastor. You master whatever. He's going to tell you, good servant. In a few things, you were faithful. I will put you 
I will, I'm going to give you the best. I just can't wait to listen to those words from my God. What about you? Think about this. Think about this. The Lord is going to, the, the Lord, I mean, the purpose of God is to bless you and bless me. Don't you ever forget that you are not just a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. When I think about that, my heart rejoices in the Lord. Because I know that I am not a regular uh, uh, conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. No matter what happened. I mean, sometimes we live situations in our life where we want to just run away. I want to forget about my job. I want to forget about church. I want to forget about everything and everybody. Because I don't think that God has seen, you know, I don't think God is taking care of me the way he's supposed to take care of. Sometimes we want to manipulate God. Have you done that in your life? That you want to manipulate God with your words? Lord, you know that I need this. You know that I need that. And we want, we need, we feel. We want, we need, we feel. Somebody told me a few weeks ago. How are you living your American dream? I was going like this. Can you run through that again? It was a customer. He told me, how are you living your American dream? <clears throat> I didn't want to sound disrespectful. So I told this guy, you know what? I am not living the American dream. And I'm so glad about it because I don't want to have a nightmare. I am living God's purpose in my life. The reason why God brought me up here was to bless me. And I don't depend on the government. I don't depend on social security. There's too many people in here who work like crazy. You know, when I get retired and when I see that snow falling, oh my gosh. Snowing like crazy outside. That's a good reason to keep you guys in here for a little while. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's not safe driving outside. You're safer in here. Is that right, Pastor Bill? Tell me, go ahead and ask pizza for everybody. Order pizzas for everybody. You see, when we forget that we are servants, that's when problems start in our life because we think too much of ourselves. Oh, it's just because you don't know me. I'm the head of the church. Oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know how many houses I have. How many businesses I have started. How many credit cards I have. Yes, I have 12 credit cards in my wallet, and I don't know what to do with them. I want to break them all. But praise the Lord. The Lord gave me wisdom to, you know, to pay all of them. And I'm almost free of that. I don't want to owe anything to anybody. Just God. Just God. And I'm going to close with this. When Pastor Bill said last week, and I love this, and I got that as a big revelation for me. Get it today. There is a reset button. All you need, all we need is God's grace 
Come with me to 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for your power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on you. My grace is sufficient for you. Think about this. Whenever you are in trouble, whatever your situation is, His grace is sufficient in you. That is what I need. Tammy, can you come up here? We're going to sing this song for the last time. His grace is sufficient for you. That is all that you need. You don't need anything else. My question is, what are your excuses? Not for not serving the Lord. I'm too old. Well, believe me, this church will find something for you to do. If we have to seat you in the front of that door, if we have to find a, a, a nice chair, you know, where you can sit down and that you can welcome people, this church will find something for you to do. Uh, but, you know, I'm too young. I mean, who understands this, this thing? There's too many people that are too old. And there's too many people that are too young. I have to go to college. I have to do this, this, and that. Because, you know, everybody wants stuff. When is enough? I said, Lord, Lord, we need your help. We need your grace. We need your goodness. We need you every single day of our life. We need you, Lord. We need you. You know what? You don't need a new car. You don't need more money. You don't need, you know, stuff. All that you need is the grace and the goodness of God. Wherever you walk, you know what? Goodness and mercies are following you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. They are just right behind you. When I go to the mall, when I go to the grocery store, you know what? I see God moving in my life. I find great deals to buy stuff, to bless my family, to bless the church down there in Venezuela. We, me, uh, my kids and I, we're helping, I, I don't want to talk about this, but we're helping more than 300 kids. We're feeding them, helping the church. I don't need more money. I don't need another car. I don't need a big fancy house. Even though my flesh and my, my whole being wanted. You know what? I just want to be in His presence. I just want to be in the right spot for God to be used. There's a guy who works with us. Swanee. Oh. Seema. He comes to me and he says, oh, I don't know what you have. You have something. And you know what? That's, that's the time for me to talk. We joke around a lot. We make fun of everybody. And uh, we have a good time while we're working. And I tell him, you know what? I have to tell you this. You remind me of Peter. He said, in what way? 
because of the way you're doing things, this, 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 and that, the Lord has His eyes upon you. And He goes, oh my gosh, this is not the first time that somebody tells me something like that. I have to story a little bit about, about Peter. And I said, God loves you so much that He gave His only begotten Son for you. And if there's somebody here who doesn't have Jesus in his heart, today is the day. For those who are watching, live stream, what is your excuse not to invite Jesus to come into your heart? What are your excuses? Closing with this. No more excuses. Stop it. Stop it. No more excuses to serve. This is a time when your country needs you more than ever. This is a time with this country. You know, this country is going to get in the middle of a storm. This is how everything started in my country, Venezuela. I just wanted to open your eyes before it's too late. Pray for this country every single day. I mean, we're not from here. Me and my, my, my sons and I, we're not from this country. And we pray for the United States every single day. For five years straight. Five years straight. And many years before. My source doesn't come from this country. It, it comes from the Lord. But you don't know me, Pastor. I, I need more money because I need to do this, this and that. No, you need Jesus. If you have Jesus, you have everything. The Lord is getting your attention this morning. Cry out to Him. And tell the Lord, Lord, I need you. Close your eyes, please.